My name is Jared Matthew Weiss, and every month in New York City, I host a conversation amongst a hundred people about love and sex. Everyone can be anonymous, and anyone can share. Because before we're straight, gay, cisgender, transgender, monogamous, polyamorous, whatever, we're human. And the more we talk to each other, the more human our world will be. On this podcast, you'll get to feel like you're sitting in the circle with us in New York City, listening and learning from other people's experiences in bed and in love. This is the Touchpoint Town Hall. Here we go. All right. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Oh, my God, it's so good to be here. Before I start, I just want to ask, it's very important that I know do I have permission to have a conversation with you about your love and sex lives? Yes! Let me try again. <laughs> you know? Really give it to me. <laughs> Do I have your permission to have a conversation with you about your love and sex lives? Yes! Okay. We're gonna do it one more time. <laughs> and I want you to think about the kind of yes you would like to hear before you were to have a sexual experience with another person. <laughs> Do I have your permission to have a conversation with you about your love and sex lives? Yes! <laughs> okay. So my name is Jared, and um, you know I've been doing this for the last two years. There have been more than 3,000 people that have sat in this circle that you're sitting in tonight. So tonight, tonight we're here to talk about oral sex. And so now just quickly, as we're, we're thinking about oral sex, what comes up in one word? Shout them out when you know them. Oral sex. Uh, wet. 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 <laughs> Power. Power. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Exciting. Exciting. Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> what was Fun. that? Fun. Oh, no. Fun. Open. Open. Okay, who said fun? Okay, do I have permission to ask you more questions? Yes. Thank God. Okay, cool. What's so fun about it? Um, it's exciting. When you say it's, is it in the giving or the receiving or both? Both. Both. Okay, is there one that you think is more fun than the other? Probably receiving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, we have some stories here tonight where it's like, we often think in the probably, or this is how it is, or you mentioned everyone's a certain way, and the one thing that this space has taught me is that we're all very different, and we all approach these things very differently. I heard wet. Where did that come from, over here? <laughs> I, I, okay, so I see you, right? It was you, right? <laughs> I heard wet, and she's like, <laughs> He won't recognize the back of my head. <laughs> but I have. So. So you said wet. What, what's coming up for you around this? Is that the giving or the receiving? Actually, do I have permission to ask this question? Yeah. You look a little <laughs> flush. Um, I think it's best. Like, the wetter it is, the better it is. <laughs> the wetter it is, the better it is. Wow. Okay. So, so now I, I just want, I'm curious. I'm curious. So when you say the wetter it is, are we talking about giving or receiving from your... Well, especially giving. Huh. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't... 
I don't know how to like okay. <laughs> say this. Can I? No, you can just say. <laughs> like you can well, just put it out there in the world. Most of my experience is with giving blowjobs. I've I've done both, but like I find that a penis you have to like spit on it more and like keep it more wet because okay. it's like out there. Um, in the world, whereas... <laughs> you are just full of punchlines today. I'm not the, trying. The penis is just out there in the world. It's just like, yeah, it just needs more of your help and more of your spit. Yeah, it doesn't self-lubricate, the penis. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So you've, also, so you've also explored maybe with, with uh, people who have vaginas. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Yes. And, and so... Much more of an accomplishment to make a woman come from oral sex. It feels great. Okay. I love it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's a lot harder for us. I okay. Think. Um, okay. So, so <coughs> tonight we're gonna talk about oral sex. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is your community. Tell them what's what's going on with you. Yeah. Hi everyone. Um, I'd like to tell you guys about best sex of my life guy. And um, he's definitely filed under the do not marry or ever contact again section. <laughs> um, but um, just to give you a little context, I was 21 at the time. I was interning in London. I was in college in the UK, not having that much great sex. Um, I don't think I'd ever had an orgasm from oral sex at that point. And if I was having orgasms during sex, I was kind of doing it myself. Um, <laughs> Enter the Brazilian, who was tall and sexy and tan and blonde and tall. And um, so we kind of started off as party friends in London, and I had convinced myself it was platonic. And um, I was in a cab ride home after the club at like 4 a.m. one night, and I get a text from him, and he's like, what are you up to? It was so obviously a booty call. But I think it was like my last weekend in London, so I had this kind of Mardi Gras sensation. So I was like, you know what? Why not? And I was really, really happy that I answered that booty call. Um, <laughs> I show up to his apartment, and it's beautiful, like floor-to-ceiling windows, crown moldings, shabby chic decor. It was like out of Architectural Digest. It was amazing. And I'm sitting on the couch, and at this point, I'm too scared to do anything other than breathe. And I'm like, oh my god, like, is he going to make a move? Like, and the awkwardness. And um, he finally makes a move, and he kisses me. And he reaches his hands down into my tights. And he literally found the right spot so fast. Like, I had never come that fast before, like 30 seconds. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm awake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like five in the morning. Um, and then next thing I know, he just mounts me on the seat back of this couch. And he's going down on me on the couch. And there was no like moment of searching for the right spot. Like He just like found it, like zeroed in on the bullseye. And he knew exactly what to do. Like He knew how much pressure to use. He knew like when to suck versus when to lick, like where to. It was, it was amazing. And you know, like other experiences when someone's going down on you, you're kind of like, yes, that's the right spot. Like, do just that, don't stop doing just that, and then they switch it up, and you're just like, ugh. That, that was not the case with this guy. Like, he was like Steve Jobs. He knew what I wanted. Like, he knew, he knew what I wanted before I knew what I wanted. Like, it was amazing. 
And um, so he he made me come a couple times on the couch, and then he leads me into the bedroom, and it's just like orgasm after orgasm. It was insane. And after a couple hours, I'm like, so do you want to have like sex, sex? And he's like, I mean, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Like it's, it's the least I could do. <laughs> And, I mean, I just had, like, a crazy amount of orgasms, like, 10 to 15. It got to the point where, like, I was so sensitive that he just, like, touched me. And I'd be, like, spaz out. <laughs> and, and the next morning, I'm, like, in this daze. You know, he's literally, like, fucked my brains out with his mouth. And um, I'm just, like, leaving there, like, walking on clouds. And I never saw him again, but I think that's a good thing because it was sort of, like, the scary drug that you try like once just to know what it feels like and then like never touch it again because um, I, I kind of could get a little hypnotized by the D so in <laughs> in the interest of me remaining like a functional productive member of society like <laughs> only once um, but yeah it definitely changed how I viewed oral sex after that um, it might have, you know, kind of set the bar a little too high. <laughs> like, I remember four years later, I was dating this guy who just wasn't very good at it. And he's like, oh, baby, I, you, like, you just can't really come from oral. And I'm just in my mind, I'm like, no, I, I definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So do I have permission to ask yes. you more questions? <laughs> Okay, so I think like what I'm called to ask after listening to that story, specifically as you button it up at the end with a relationship with a partner who just didn't quite know how to satisfy your needs. Yeah. Um, do you think that from that experience that you had, that you could understand your body a little bit better and maybe possibly guide a partner into how to meet your needs? Definitely. I mean, it was definitely a sexual awakening. Like, I don't think, and I was very young at the time, and I hadn't fully, like, stepped into my sexual body. And that experience, I was like, okay, like, I know what I'm capable of. Um, and so part of it definitely is having better communication. And I admit that with that partner that I mentioned at the end, like, I wasn't communicating well enough in terms of what felt good with when he tried to give me oral. But I also think part of it is instinct because there was stuff that he was doing that I can't even describe to another person like what he was doing. It was like he had four hands and three mouths, you know, so like <laughs> so it's it's I think it's a combination of like communication and getting to know my body. But it's also a little bit of like instinct and being able to like tune into the other person. Sure. Sure. Have you ever given anybody feedback, though? Knowing what you're capable of now, have you ever been able to say, no, don't move from there. That's exactly what I want you to do. Totally. I've actually, and this might sound a little messed up, but I've actually like gotten so frustrated with someone when I'm literally giving them such clear instructions and they're still doing it wrong that I've like stopped and started being like, why do you keep switching it up? You, <laughs> you assault them. <laughs> okay. A little bit. I mean... There's some context. <laughs> okay. Well, thank God. Thank God. Everybody, thank you so much. Okay. So, so that's, that was an amazing story. Anybody who heard that story, did anybody have something come up for them where they're like, oh my God, like I've been there. I know that feeling. I can identify anybody. Show of hands. They're like, wow, I've had an experience, something like that. Okay. I see somebody in the back. Are you open to sharing? Sharing or just responding to your comments? I, I mean, you're just going to have to do what you feel. <laughs> well, I, 
I think what she said about giving direction, oftentimes I find that men tend not to respond well to that a lot of times because, um, you know, sometimes it's like, well, I've, I've done this on these many bodies and it's worked on all of those bodies. So this is what I do. And mm. it doesn't necessarily, I mean, the fact that you have to hit the person, right? Like yeah. there's a reason that you have to do that sometimes. And I think that, you know, I, I was with somebody who had such a curiosity about oral sex that he had practiced on peaches when he was like 16. You yeah, know? practiced on like, what? On peaches. Like on he, peaches. Yes. And I mean, it was the most wonderful thing. I was, it was a wonderful thing for me because he was someone <laughs> who really, like before he had a girlfriend, he had wanted to learn how to do this well. And it, it showed. And I think there are a lot wow. of people who don't know what the hell they're doing. Okay, okay. So do I have permission to ask you more questions? Sure. Has anybody ever given you feedback um, when you were going down on a partner? Yeah, of course. I'd Has it ever it. been like, I need you actually to make an adjustment? Yeah, I would love it. I want you to do that. You will love that. You want yes, that. Yes, absolutely. And how does that... I'm and a like nerd. When I been, love it. When you've been given that feedback, how does that feedback, how is it given to you? Like, what is the... Like, if you were to, like, teach a oral sex feedback seminar... Yeah. It, from your experience, <laughs> right? How is that feedback delivered to the point where you're like, oh, I love it? Well, f like, you know, faster or go slower, no teeth. I, you know, you hear no teeth a lot. <laughs> Did you say you hear no teeth a lot? <laughs> I think that's what you said. I'm not putting words in your mouth. I, I haven't heard that. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Anybody else have anything else that came up for them when they listened to this story where they're like... Oh, 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 sorry. Okay, you. Um, I think I can speak for every girl in this room when I say my pet peeve is when they take your head and shove it. Yeah. <gasps> when I will you, smack when, you. When you say they, when you say they, you're referencing... A man. A man. Okay. Well, I'm just assuming that not yeah, every girl in this room is doing that. Every girl in this with... room has been with a man. Okay. If they take your head and manipulate your head. Okay. Okay. Is, is, am I the only one? <laughs> you're never the only one. <laughs> you're never the only one. Okay. So we have another storyteller here tonight. Everybody, please give him a round of applause. Um, so my story is about receiving, uh, and for a really long time I was giving. I was giving a lot, and I gave with my whole heart, and I really enjoyed giving, um, and that's blowjobs on penises. Um, <laughs> what I didn't know, and it took me getting into a four and a half year, almost five year relationship, where I w we were fiancés and I was engaged, it took me being in that relationship um, to really realize that I had gone a really long time not receiving. Um, somewhere in the middle of a relationship, we, I chose to be present to situations and things that um, weren't yummy. And I would just be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna be the bottom because that's what I agreed to on the app. <laughs> and I'm going to just set myself up and do what these DSLs do really well. and fix this shit for the morning. Like, I, I grew up with a sister and a mom, so my mentality in relationships is very uh, nurturing and very, uh, I can fix this, I can fix you. I, I can't cook or clean, I'm really shitty at that. <laughs> but man. Um, <laughs> so, 
we get to a place where we're arguing a lot and I'm concerned that my blowjobs aren't good enough and I'm concerned that my body's not good enough, so I lose 37 pounds. Uh, I looked hot. Um, <laughs> I'm concerned about all these other things that have uh, external reaches. Like, I want to please him. Um, and I think it should be stated that I, I, I developed a hemorrhoid from taking it up the bum so much. Um, but it was because I did everything begrudgingly. It wasn't because I was being mistreated. It's because I genuinely just wasn't fucking happy. Um, and that's a lot of clean out. Um, it just is. So we get to a place where he starts feeling that he wants to make things up to me. And nothing was good enough. Not anything that he could buy me. Not anywhere that we could go. And we went places. We finally started like going places. And... In short, he's, he gets in this like habit of wanting to go down on me, and it's like the worst fucking thing anyone's ever done. Like I felt like I was being tortured. Um, I just thought like, why are you doing this? It was also really good. It was phenomenal. It was wet. Um, <laughs> and I realized that he was learning uh, how my penis needed to be um, pleased, like how my body liked it. And I never fucking knew how I liked it. I really never let anybody down there. That wasn't the narrative. That wasn't what I prescribed to. That's not what my friends talked about. Like, I just didn't think about it. Um, and, I mean, we're not together. But to know that I went that long, like, I'm 30 now. So we're saying, like, 24 to 26, like when the blowjobs, I accepted them. <laughs> um, to know that that's like when I really paid attention to them and it got to a place where I was like, yes, I love this, I love this. It feels powerful. It felt really good. <laughs> One of the things that I've experienced a lot within this circle is often when we talk about our passion for giving, it can be kind of a defense mechanism for like my insecurity and fear of receiving. Does anybody else resonate with that? Mm -hmm. What comes up? I see hands. I see hands. I saw your hand. Uh, are you, yeah, yeah, there's nobody sitting behind you. <laughs> are you. Are you open to sharing your thoughts on that? Sure. Okay, thank God. Thank you so much. Okay, so what's coming up for you around that? Um, that resonated with me because I feel like for ever since I became a sexual being, I was a giver and I was always giving. It's not that I have, hadn't received, but I just felt more comfortable being like a blowjob queen, if you will. Mm -hmm. Feeling like this is so powerful, this is so empowering. I suck dick and I'm so good at it. Like that was like what was in my head, sorry, but true. Um, <laughs> and I think I went through my whole 20s dating guys who were never like, giving to me and I didn't realize until like at some point I was like wait a minute it's just not even a thing we talk about but I like to give and they never it's just never a discussion and it wasn't until like I, f I tell people about this and like I feel like I woke up on my 35th birthday and all of a sudden I loved to receive oral sex I don't know what I feel like a complete like switch went off that was like this big like a power generator and all of a sudden now I'm like I love getting eaten out, and it's weird. This sounds like the next Amy Schumer movie. <laughs> so that's, that's I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I fell was off also a bike at SoulCycle. 
And now I can't get these people's heads from between my yeah. legs. Okay, so do I have permission to ask you more questions? Sure. Okay, yeah. so now you said you turned 35 and you're now, yes. you're, you're really, you're enjoying this year. yourself. Yeah, this okay. year all of a sudden. This year like, you turned 35. Last August I turned 35. Okay, happy birthday. Thank this you. This is a huge year for you. Yeah. Okay, so, so how's that showing up for you? Do you have a, are you in a thing or is this like more people that you're currently exploring with that you're dating or? Um, I'm not in a thing. I'm single. I'm dating actively and it shows up in a way where when I become intimate with anybody that I'm dating, I'm like fully just like, I don't even think about giving blowjobs anymore. I feel like I will do it. If It's like not that I don't want to, but it's like it doesn't even come up. I'm more of like everyone had tried in the past to go down on me. I was like, no, 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 that's okay. Now I'm like, yes, let's do this. This is fine. And then yeah. like it goes into sex or whatever happens. Uh-huh. But yeah. So did you have an experience when you were younger or I mean every experience we've ever had happened when we were younger. That's just like yeah. that's just like you know it's like anyway. So um but I just curious to know if this relationship with yourself, you know, with your own vagina like where this I think that where this came from was more of like I have really thought about this because it was always a thing, you know, you're in a group of girls and like, I love when guys go down to me. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. And I just like, you know, like, and I always felt like the weirdo for that. And I think that something happened where when this switch came down, I became more open to being vulnerable in all areas of my life. I feel like I just took off all of my clothes like metaphorically, not actually. Well, and actually as well. Yeah, I walk in every room naked. And I feel like I'm walking around kind of naked. And I don't know if it's like after 30, you stop thinking about like being judged. For me as a woman, at least, I felt that way. Like in the last five years, I sort of stopped worrying about everything. Anybody yeah. else that can relate to that, say word. Word. Okay, you're not alone. Keep going. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I just felt like, I feel like in that time, I now feel like I can be vulnerable and it's okay. I love that. You're saying that with a microphone in front of your face. Thank God. Okay. Is anything coming up for anybody else as they're hearing that story? I see hands coming up. I see hands. I see hands. Yes. Um, when we speak about power dynamics, when giving or receiving, what comes up for me is... Uh, similarly to what was just shared, I was someone who always gave. And unlike other people, for me, giving was an element of control. And without getting too sad or anything, um, when I was younger, I was sexually assaulted by a male partner. And for me, the way I regained my sexuality was... I, I determined in my head that the best way to control a man was to put his penis in your mouth. And it's, to some extent, I still think that might be true. <laughs> and so for me, a lot of my early sexual experiences were all about giving for that reason. And giving as a means to an end for the purpose of getting someone to then have sex with me. And I was in charge because I could give, make them vulnerable, and then receive. And it wasn't until years later, until I met my current partner, that I was also able to receive because of the compassion that 
he showed me because of the gentleness that he shared and because of his ability to always ask me what can I do for you and what's going on in your head and what do you need? Do I have permission to ask you more questions? Absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much for sharing what you've shared. Um, I have questions about, about your existing partnership because I think one of the things that has come up, you know, in a very profound way in the last year is that at some level, most women have had at least one inappropriate experience, right? And, you know, there's a broad spectrum of possibilities within that. And it's very difficult for us to heal alone. And we need community and we need love. And, and sometimes we do need partnership to heal and move through these things. But, you know, we talk often about not having sex ed. We don't actually have any relational ed. So we don't really know how to show up for each other in general let alone when somebody has really gone through a trauma. And so you're referencing your partner and you're saying that in, within the context of that partnership, you felt held, you felt seen, he was there for you. And I guess what I wanna know is what does that look like? What did that look like? What does that look like? And so that you know, in this moment, you know, maybe we can all see and learn an example of how to be and show up for somebody who's been through a thing. Sure. I think a good example is from the first time that I was ever intimate with him. I was in a place in my life where I just wanted to have casual sex. I didn't know this would be um, my life partner by any means. And we had finished having sex. And for me, sex seemed to be something that a lot of women did because men wanted it. So when I say finished, I mean that we both had orgasmed from penetrative sex and it was done and he asked me you know what can I what can I do for you having some recognition of the fact that maybe I wanted to have multiple orgasms or maybe I could and you know maybe he could be that person to help me feel vulnerable so in a sexual context that's how he made me feel safe and heard right away and on an emotional level I, I feel heard everywhere in every facet of my life with him and I can talk about anything ranging from a past trauma to what I had for breakfast and I know that he's always listening and so I think that's a pretty good example of what anyone could do going forward is just living in the present and having that awareness of a whole range of needs that the person you're with might have. Mm. Thank you so much. So a lot came up there. What's coming up for our people here? Yes, in the back. Um, so I've lived in New York since I was 22. I moved here right after I graduated college. How old are you um, now? 30. Okay. So for a hot minute. Um, and I think I've grown up kind of sexually in the city in some ways. But I guess also as a byproduct of living in New York and dating in New York and just being in a lot of situationships, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've always been on the 
end of like not wanting to give um, and as a person who has relations with men um, just because I'm also like where has your penis been like if you're dating me not exclusively what is your penis doing you know what I mean and not wanting that to kind of um, enter me in that kind of way through my mouth you know what I mean Um, so I've been kind of very guarded and protective over that and I think there's been a shift, so I kind of put myself on a sex fast for probably like six or seven months. Because like someone had said earlier, you kind of get hypnotized by D. I'm the kind of person that like once I get it, like I, I want it and I want to keep having it. Um, so yeah, I just kind of put myself on a sex fast and decided that I wasn't going to have sex with people. Um, and now that now I'm back to doing that um and I feel kind of not torn but kind of ready to give but also a little hesitant to do so okay all right um can I ask you some questions yes all right so the phrase where has your penis been Mm -hmm. (laughs) um let's start there is that a conversation that you've had with partners Yeah, but I think, you know, we live in a culture and we live in a city where people are swiping to find mates. You know what I mean? So unless you've specifically said, like, I'm not dating anyone else, it's kind of assumed that Mm. they're seeing other people or interacting with other people, right? Or at least in my experience. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if people talked about sex openly, like, I wouldn't know what to do with my life. This (laughs) gives me a whole purpose. Um, Um... I'd have, a, I'd have a, a new mobile app uh, <laughs> that does something. So, uh, so it's interesting, you know, sex is something that, you know, is, you know, we talk a lot about why we don't talk about sex and oftentimes it's often like, well, we have shame or it's culture. But like the truth that I've found in sitting in this circle so often is that the reason why we don't talk about sex is because we don't have to. It's a nonverbal thing, you know? Most of our sexual experiences start with, they don't start with, hey, I think I'm going to lean in and kiss you now, and then I'm going to subtly put my hand down your pants and see what happens. It's just sort of like it's a wink, it's a nod, it's a smile, it's a lean in, you lean into me, and next thing you know, and it's just one assumption after the next, right? So we don't actually have to talk about sex to have sex, but it turns out that we do have to talk about sex to have good sex, right? So as you've entered, as you've exited your sex fast, and I don't know what, what this is like, I mean, the Jews would say break fast. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But are you prepared to talk about it with your partners? Yeah. Okay, so sure. what are you going to say? Um, where I mean, has your penis been? Where has your dick been? Like, I mean, that's a great up. place to start. If anybody thinks that's a great place to start, they <laughs> Right? Okay, so, but, but I think that, like, you know, I'm asking you seriously, though. Do you feel like you could be more open to having the conversation? And if not, like, what do you think is holding you back now that you're back into the swiping? Um, I think I'm prepared to have a conversation, but I think what held me back previously was just being in a situationship with someone and then finding out through social media that they actually had a serious partner and I was just kind of like the side person. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what's kind of held me back yeah. before. Anybody else had that? Say word. Word. Okay, wow. I mean, lots of people in here have felt that too. Okay, so is there anybody here who boldly asked the questions, had the conversation, created that awkward moment where they're like, we're going to talk about this, and then as a result, learned that, like, wow, that actually makes things a hell of a lot better. 
Has anybody put themselves there and had that conversation? Wonderful. Do, would you be open to sharing? Yes. Okay, great. I don't know if I would. <laughs> oh my God, it's you two. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank God you're back. Okay. Um, I have the conversation right away on the first date that I do not give blowjobs. And so I'm honest about it. If blowjobs are your thing, we are not going to be a good match. Okay. And I don't okay. give blowjobs because technically I have a doctor's note. <laughs> because you have a what? I found out from two orthodontists that my <laughs> jawline is super, super small. And my orthodontist actually said to me, it must be hard to open your mouth. It must cause you a lot of pain. And I'm like, can I get that in writing, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you mind if I ask you more questions? Myself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said you don't enjoy receiving. I do not. I think it's, um, you know, I've had, I've had women and I've only experienced women. Um, go down on me. I've finished before. I just I, I think a lot when I'm just up there kind of allowing it to happen Where I feel like I need to do something I need to I get kind of bored or I'm just like can I turn on a movie like <laughs> it's just like it's just not for me just to sit back and be pleased I want to either please or have like a, a mutual pleasing like okay. I can get out of my head if there's mutual or if I'm going down but if I'm just the recipient I'm just like what am I supposed to do up here? <laughs> so do the two of you ever do that where you just service each other at the same time? We're just both showing each other a lot of love at the same time or? No, no her mouth's too small. <laughs> no, um, no, there's no. never like a mutual. Yeah. No, he, just. I, I love someone going down on and me. I love and that he, aspect. I love yeah, giving too. So. Oh, you guys are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we got it. Thank God they found each other. So. I love that because this is the thing, is that, you know, she's very bold and she stands for something and she knows what she stands for and she says it out loud and she creates the circumstances to make it so. And I think that if there's anything this circle continues to reinforce for me is that that's kind of the big secret. It seems that like we have to just be able to speak our truth. And it's not going to be for everybody, but it will be for that person that wants to take the ride with us for however long that might be. And so thank God you both found each other. Uh, we have one more storyteller tonight. Uh, everybody put your hands together for our last storyteller. Hello. Okay. So I went to Catholic school, uh, which means privates are private, sex is for marriage, and pleasure is a sin. Regardless, in middle school, people started to fool around. There was talk around who was hooking up with who. And what always came up was that the girls giving blowjobs were sluts, and the guys going down on girls were doing the grossest thing that anyone could ever do in their entire life. Pussies smelled bad. They were gross. Periods were gross. Like, how can you even imagine that? So. For a lot of other reasons, I left Catholic school life and went to an independent high school, uh, but carried that, that shame with me. Um, and so by the time I was ready to be sexually active with my boyfriend in high school, senior year, uh, I, 
I like to, I was like not super into the oral sex thing. Like we tried it. It just felt like a speed bump on the way to the final destination. You know, I was like, oh, okay, like a quickie and then let's get to the main event. Right. Um, and so I had like that experience with that partner, a couple of dalliances in high school where it was a lot of the same thing quickie drive by or like don't even go there at all I would ha I remember like in college I had this catchphrase that was like I just want to get to the main event I really don't need foreplay um I really did need foreplay <laughs> I realized um as my vagina started to develop something called vaginismus which if you don't know what that is it's when your vagina basically turns into a Gandalf like you shall not pass just closes right up <laughs> So yeah, uh, got, over, got through that and eventually moved to New York uh, after college where a whole new world really opened up to me. Um, different sexual preferences, different kinds of people, more open-mindedness. And I started to realize I was also into girls, women. I'm trying to say women more. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I started being open to that idea. And then in that vein, I remember a catchphrase for that was like, I would definitely date a girl, but I can't imagine going down on a girl because I can't imagine someone going down on me. Like whenever that would happen, I would kind of detach. And I also hated giving head because I could like on both sides of my body, I just couldn't open. But one night I was out at a bar with a gal pal and we were dancing and then we started making out and then she was like do you want to go back to my place and fool around and i was like yes i would like to please very much uh and so we ended up at her place and we started hooking up and then it comes to the moment of truth and i'm like kissing her down her body and i get closer and closer and then before i know it my mouth is on her clitoris my fingers are sliding inside her and what is being screamed in my brain is, this is it. This is the thing that I was afraid of, afraid of doing, afraid of asking for. I can fucking breathe, right? Like when you have a cock down your throat, it's like, oh, like you talked about this. Like, ah. Oh. But I was like, I can breathe here. I could do this forever. There's so many different buttons to press. It's very interesting. <laughs> like, oh, like I can try this thing and then I can do this and then this and then just, oh, it was so beautiful. And then I was like, this is what happens when someone goes down on me. It's this beautiful exploratory experience. And my mind was just blown. I couldn't believe that I'd been denying myself this for so long. And so I've, I've had other partners since then. Uh, and even, even the reverse, even though I can't breathe when I, when I suck cock and deep throat, there's an opening that happens because I am able to receive now because I'm not afraid of it on either end of the spectrum. And it's like through that opening that this like really scary guilt, shame encoded thing became the most beautiful vulnerable gift that I can give or receive to anyone. Woo! So now as we, as we close this space, we've heard a lot of things. What I want to know is by a show of hands, how many people here 
heard one thing that they think they're going to be thinking about as they leave here tonight? Just a show of hands. Let me see. Okay, so I see a lot of hands up. This is good. Who's willing to share, like, just one thing that they think they heard that, you know, they think they're going to be marinating on? Yes, you. Um, asking where has your dick been? I'm totally okay. doing that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, anybody else who heard something tonight that they think they're going to be thinking about as, they, uh, as they, they leave here? Yeah, in the back. I'm going to plan a summer study abroad to Brazil. <laughs> Okay, okay, over here. Um, I want to be more willing to give my partner instructions because I like getting instructions and I'm just not always confident. I'm, I'm scared to step on the toes of my fellows thinking they will retaliate <laughs> and not. <laughs> like in they'll stop texting like that. So, so I want to be more confident. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, anybody else who heard something tonight that they think they're going to be thinking about? Yes. Um, the pleasure doesn't always have to be coming from something physical. It can be coming from something emotional as well. Mm. Okay. Okay. Anybody else heard something tonight that they think they're going to be thinking about? Yes. Um, the line about caring about, it could be talking about the tr something traumatic or what the person ate for breakfast in the morning. Like that really resonated. Okay. Okay. Anybody else heard something that they think they're going to be thinking about? as they leave here tonight. Yes. My the wetter the better. What? The wetter the better. The wetter the better. <laughs> the wetter the better. Okay, so as we close this space tonight, I encourage you, if there's anything you can take with you as you walk out this door, it is take the conversation and take it to somebody who you want to have it with. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a lover. It doesn't necessarily need to be a partner. It can be with a friend. I had a conversation with my father about anal sex. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> but the moral of the story is that the most significant thing any of us can walk out of here with is the confidence and the permission to know that when we talk about this, we can change our lives and we can change the world. Um, so I want to thank you so much for being here. I want a big round of applause for everybody who shared tonight. I want to thank all of you for bringing your energy here tonight. For those of you that shared vocally or just shared energetically, thank God you are here. Uh, we do this the first Tuesday of every month. We will see you the first Tuesday of June, and I hope to God you'll be back. Thank you so much for being my greatest teacher. I'm Jared Matthew Weiss. Thanks for listening to Touchpoint True Stories. For more information about Touchpoint, you can find us on Instagram at lovetouchpoint and on web at lovetouchpoint.com. We'll see you next time.